This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk more NXT on USA and The Peacock, episode 606 mm. of NXT. Jacqueline, we, Peacock. Yes, we have stood and delivered. And delivered. Now it is time for us to sit and be lazy, I guess, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is almost a one for what one. Happened? Yeah, I was going to say almost a one-for-one one with this episode of NXT. This was the the follow-up to NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And after I it watched... It was the, a hangover show, for oh, sure. Oh, like the... Yeah, do you remember the old hangover shows? Yeah, this was... This was a hangover show. Maybe Except we should have like, maybe we should have watched please. NXT UK instead. Um, no, because I do have some crazy opinions coming out of this one. So okay, well, I mean, look, all I know is that after I finished watching this episode, uh, I thought about finding a way for you to get TNT so we could just cover AEW instead. Oh, uh, really quick before we go mm-hmm. on though, I watched the Broken Skull sessions with Chris Jericho. Ah, yes. Hmm. It's phenomenal. I really like him. Also, he's 50. Yeah. What? Wrestling has really changed an awful lot over the years. I remember when the original Monday Night Wars started between WWF and He talked about it. Yes. Because um, he was there. Well, he was there, of course. Uh, Wrestling. But like. w- weirdly enough, like he's as old as like Hulk Hogan was when he went to WCW. Uh, crazy. And those guys were, and they were portrayed as ancient, old, old, yeah. old men who you shouldn't want to watch on your television because of how old they are. Uh, yeah. But uh, training has changed uh, and medical science has advanced quite a bit. There are a is lot that, of is wrestlers. That medical science, is that the nice way to say steroids? No. No. Okay. Um, I think it might be. In fact, I feel like less people are probably on steroids now than. Than ever Especially before. in NXT, they're all tiny. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think I just mean <laughs> legitimate medical science is is better. Like uh, the sur- the sur- surgical techniques are better. Uh, the rehab Uh-oh. stuff. So is you better. mean like when they get hurt, they're they're more likely to come back. Yes, and I feel like the uh, the training techniques are better, not just for teaching wrestling, but 
also Cross actual training yeah, actual physical training guys mm-hmm. are looking better and lasting longer than and they women. used to yeah and Except women as well for of course poor mickey james uh all those releases no nxt releases by the way uh we hear of sometimes we don't hear of nxt releases uh there were some ex nxt people who did get released like uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. They were released and Samoa Joe was released. Believe Samoa Joe. I'm hurt on that one. I'm mm-hmm. hurt on that one. I guess Mojo Raleigh, he was in NXT. He was released. Uh, Kalisto oh, was released. He was in that NXT. That was crazy. Um, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really like Peyton Royce and uh, Billy Kay. Yeah, Billy Kay. Either. I wasn't a big fan of them. They screeched too much during their, their matches. Yeah, I mean, they're characters for sure. But they are, and maybe it was the characters I didn't like. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, anyway, that's enough sad news. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about this not so great NXT episode. Yeah, with a with a with a sad opening because Cross comes out. Oh my goodness! Yes. And I'm like, oh, I'm so I hate his entrance so much. It needs to end. It's it really does. I I don't understand the a lot of people f- whose opinions I usually align with like i would hear them talk about it and they're like oh what a cool entrance like that's a star entrance and every time i watch it i'm just like this is it goes on forever you know what it was like maybe at the beginning mm-hmm. it was cool and i think i might have been one of those who was like yeah this is cool and now i'm like okay no, yeah not I, anymore I, i'm happy to say i'm one of those cool kids who never sold out Jacqueline, and i hated it from the beginning uh, All right. well, but I, I, I never liked it, but it's even weirder now because he's a babyface character. And this is he like, is right. Did he, cause he was like, yes. he was like, um, complimenting Finn Balor. I'm like, what is happening? There was a lot of that though, uh, where I'm confused about what characters are what anymore, but the music, the music suggests bad guy. It's slow. It's yes. like walking through sludge. It's angry. And then he's, he's like, yeah. he's like angry face yelling as he's in the ring. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What I will say about his promo, he's not horrible at promos. No, what he I was will fine. Say is that some writer really loves like mixing cliches and you have to stop it. <laughs> it has been going on for long enough. Yeah. Uh, oh. He basically also, said Finn was a good champion, and then he also yeah. said no one's going to out-train him and stuff. Yeah. Also, I did hear that I think they're doing an NXT UK TakeOver show in Ireland Oh, I did hear about this. Year. I believe this is accurate. Well, okay. I have not checked my source, but I think this is real. Um, and so if that's the case, I think they're going to build up Finn Balor versus Walter in mm. Ireland. I would be a big fan of this. Yeah. Please, so. please make that happen. Well, hopefully. I I mean, that would be super fun. Yeah, and let's see. Hold on. NXT UK Dublin is scheduled for June 20th June. of this year. Yeah. Well, hopefully Sorry, they can yeah, have June crowds. 20th. I hope so. Who knows? It would be an awful waste. Uh, it would be an awful waste to do this in front of, in uh, in Ireland with Finn and not have like a really crazy crowd. Like that should be. That should be like packed, yes. Yeah. But that's the plan. So I, I assume that that's part of the reason they took it off him. Mm-hmm. Well, to to listen to our uh, to listen to Cinema Geekly's resident uh, Brit uh, Ben recently referred to England as Plague Island. 
So I, I don't know how well their uh-huh. vaccination process is well, going right now. Well, here's the thing. Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, mm-hmm. still part of the EU. So, like, yes. I don't know. They might be in better shape. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, where, where Finn is from, I think... I don't I don't he, know my Irish geography. I don't know if that's in Northern Ireland no, or not. He's not from he's from he's from Ireland. He's from the Republic. Republic. Okay. Yeah. He's not yeah. Um I think he's from He's from Bray. Bray County. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but then I was like, Am I thinking Bray Wyatt? What's happening? <laughs> Bray that's County in, Wicklow. Yes. Yes. That is in the um su- southern Ireland. Everything is named so quaintly. You kinda wanna live there. It is. I want to live you in do. A, I want to live in a county. I mean, oh. I do live in a county, but nobody refers to like where I live by that name. It would be weird. Yep. Um, well, they. Well, we can't get into Irish geography. I'll just go on all night. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about the wrestling show we that we're obviously avoiding um, somehow. Yes, the, um, we got a full recap of last week. It took up a ton of time. They yes. went through like match by match, like small recaps. But mm. I thought it was kind of cool how they did it and showed all the titles changing hands and stuff. So sure, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, then next we get our um, number one contenders for the tag team title. So MSK against Furry and Fury, which is what I'm going to call them forever from now on. Yes, Drake um, and Killian. Yeah, because they were the number one contenders. Oh, and I totally forgot last week to comment on, because MSK has new gear, and they look like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, they got like a Buzz Lightyear look, or at least in the color uh, uh, tone and stuff. Well, I mean... It's like the white, green, and purple. Yeah. yeah, It's Buzz Lightyear. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think Killian Dane and Drake Maverick are too weird for me. Yeah, they're... I still do. I I don't... I, had, I don't love it. I had problems. I had a lot of... Actually, I had a lot of problems with this match. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I... Good. What I will say... Um, I thought... What I liked about this match um, was I thought Ma- Drake Maverick was really able to, like, do his thing and stand out against Wesley. I mm-hmm. thought that he looked like he belonged there, which he doesn't usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Killian Dane looked pretty out of place. Um yeah. But I thought he, like, moved with it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I wasn't, like... I actually would like this probably better than some other matches of these two. Um, okay. D- um, Dane did a running crossbody to Lee on the outside. So mm-hmm. he, like... It looks like that they're, like, him and, like, Bronson Reed, like, they're training their their speed. Like, they really are. Sure. Um, and I just love Lee and Carter. I think they just look great. Yeah. Like, I, I like I like them. Uh, yeah. my, you know, weirdly enough, I, I think I'm sort of on the opposite when it comes to to how you felt about Wesley and and Drake. I thought there was a, a at least a few moments in there where they looked totally lost or things got messed up. Um, mm. That felt no. Like, I do know. What, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, the other problem I really had was. Uh, so you have two good guy teams. I'm pretty sure Drake and Killian Dane are good guys. Uh, or they're supposed yeah. to be, I think. So, um, and normally there's really nothing wrong with doing two good guys or two good guy teams even. But mm-hmm. Drake and Killian are a different kind of good guy team. Uh, it's yeah, They're not straight up and down, just good guys. Drake is a little guy who gets beat up all the time and can't really seem to win it all on his own if not for the big like 
good guy monster that he has teaming with him. And as a result, like the match looks like when big good guy Killian is in there with smaller Nash Carter and Wesley, he kind of beats them both up by himself, which doesn't make them look the best. And then when Drake is in there, they just pummel poor Drake, which makes them seem kind of like jerks. Uh, oh, I don't know. See, I thought Drake got in some good offense. He was able to mm-hmm. use like his quickness and like things that come naturally to him. Yeah, I mean, so. it wasn't it wasn't superly overt, but I got like hints of that, like just enough to where the match felt weird to me. Like mm. it was weird when they announced that this was going to be happening in the first place, just because. I'm like, yeah. what did Drake Maverick and Killian Dane do to get into this position? But then once the match was really going, I'm like, the, the whole thing feels weird and off a little bit. And it wasn't quite to the, it wasn't really close to the level of some of the other MSK matches we've seen with like Grizzled Young no, Vets or, no, no, not or anything at all. like that. Where did, where did you land on this one? Uh, of course, MSK retained. They hit uh, Yeah, I don't think there was ever a question Yeah, that that was going to happen. I went two and a quarter. I went, oh, Wow. So bizarre. What? I went two and a half. I liked it slightly more. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's super weird. I think I I thought I liked it less than you. Um, <laughs> and Grapple, they gave this almost a three, Jacqueline, 2.84. No, no, that that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is too. I've, I know you guys like MSK. We like them too, but. I do too. But this was not their strongest showing. Mm. Um, post-match, Alexander Wolf comes out. He's in the ring. Um facing Killian Dane, and then Eichner and Bartell come out to jump Killian Dane. Drake Maverick, I don't know where he is. He just rolled off the side somewhere. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And um, I will go into later on when we have the Imperium video package what mm. I think it all means. The tease here, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it then if you are I was like, no, because I... I don't know if it's a tease, but I have I have a thing. I have a thing. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, wait, until, we'll wait until we get to it a little bit later then. But there definitely was up- a tease here. Because it jumps off of, yeah, because it jumps off of what Walter says. Mm -hmm. Um, Robert Stone's backstage with sparkly gloves, looking for William Regal, but Mercedes comes out and chokes Aaliyah um, Mm. because she wants her money. And I get it. I would too. Um, And then Jesse comes in to save her, and and they make a match for tonight. And Jesse, stop it. What are you doing? Jesse tried (laughs) to act tough, and I didn't buy it for a second. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought I wrote, girl, what you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I forgot all about this Mercedes Martinez money thing with yes. Robert Stone. It feels like this was touched on. It feels like months ago. I'm sure it wasn't quite that long ago, but. No, it just, fe- I, th- I think what happened was having two nights of wrestling. Yeah. Really messes with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Roderick Strong and Marina Shafir walking in together, and this is the most camera time she's gotten all year. Yes. Um, we get a review of the Colin O'Reilly video. Um, apparently, there was a stretcher outpost video for Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both like taken to a hospital. Um, I guess, Shawn Michaels was talking him through it. I yeah. don't know. I guess Kyle O'Reilly must have collapsed backstage after the match because... Right, because he was able to walk he up was, the ramp. He was standing at the end of the show, yes. Yes. Um, my favorite thing of this, though, is that somehow Adam Cole, while stretched out on the stretcher, is cursing at Kyle O'Reilly in the hospital corridor. Yes, um, that was even pretty good. It's like he's not talking. So um, <laughs> what what I'm excited, though, about this, though, is that means that this feud is not over. So I'm OK with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, far from over. And then we get the um, Mercedes and 
Jesse match. And yes. not a whole heck of a lot happened here to me. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Jesse came off pretty strong in the beginning, um, even though she didn't actually have an entrance. No. Um, and Mercedes just with a huge slam to win it. Like, that was really it. Like, yeah. I don't know there if there was, was anything else. <laughs> there was nothing to this match. It was just Mercedes mowing through Jesse Camilla. And yeah. who maybe is getting better than Aaliyah? I don't know. Maybe. I still am like, these guys are going to be challenging for the tag titles. You guys need to build up some more teams ASAP. Um, well, no, it's going to, I think it's going to always be Candace and Indy, right? Just mm-hmm. constantly them challenging for the titles. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I am in favor of. Uh, women's tag team championship but we need teams what happened to all of the teams that were in the dusty cup right where all those i don't know at? where'd they go i don't even remember who was i mean i know there was less teams there than were in the men's there team. were less than the men but they had a few teams on like marina shafir was in it with someone else mm-hmm. it wasn't jessamine duke yeah and they were on um like 205 live so they had some like smaller teams yeah i mean casey and kaden should be doing that like yes well yes in- once once kaden has recovered from being vaped by yes uh mei ling mei ling yes yeah um, um anyway what what did you give this mercedes oh, Jesse I, forgot we, I gave it a one and a half me too uh grapple 1.63 Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then post-match, Mercedes goes after Robert Stone um, to get all the money. And it was kind of... It's hilarious. I love Robert Stone. He's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Mercedes is calling out Gonzalez, so she's ready to yes. go after the title. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Um, backstage, we have Johnny Gargano and The Way. He's not happy that there's a mixed tag match tonight. But yes. literally the only thing I got excited for once they saw who was who was going to be in this match, I was like, mm, Candice and Bronson Reed together again. Yes. <laughs> Let's see them have a match. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, It'd actually probably swerve. be fun, honestly. But I think it would be. Yes. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, we see Swerve um, back in the studio. Um, and I think he's actually looking to, like, maybe kill Leon Ruff. Like, he is yeah, after he, this man. He's tired of wrestling this man. Yeah. I believe. And, like, angry about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, next we get what I can only um, say is the weirdest thing to happen on the show. Okay. Um, and that is Escobar comes out, mm-hmm. mainly because of the placement of this. Yeah. Santos Escobar comes out with Legado Del Fantasma as the Undisputed Champion. Yes. I think he needs more time on the mic. He doesn't get enough. Mm-hmm. Um, just going to say it. Um, and he lays out an open challenge for anyone to come on out. And Kushida's music comes on. And I'm yep. just like, hold the phone. Mm-hmm. We're getting a Kushida Escobar match out of nowhere. This yeah. could have been built up. And, like, for the title. Amazing. Yes. For the title. Yes. Why is this mid card? I mm-hmm. actually wrote that. <laughs> um also Kushida back in shorts. I yeah. just want I feel like we have to not in jeans, so I don't know what's happening. Yes. Um, um I, it's just so weird. Where to begin with this? Um because there's a lot of I have a lot of thoughts. Uh a lot of them positive, but some negative if you can believe it. Uh but nothing to do with these actual two uh guys and their and their match. Or 
they were great against each other. Yeah. I just think it shows Escobar could do so much. Mm, I thought the ma- I thought the match was was really good. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely not any critique of the match. It's really more as is usually the case, more of a critique of the creative direction and how they're choosing to go about things. I feel yeah. like there is probably a better way to go about all of this. Although I do want to, I do want to mention, yes, Kushida is in the, I think they're called like biker shorts. Like the, that's yeah. like the cut of the tights uh, that he's in. He's no longer in the Marty McFly esque cosplay. And it's weird. It's, when I don't he know. First got there. He was in like, like, like the lo- like almost like basketball looking shorts when he first got there. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the jeans. Yes. Now he's in these. And I'm like, it's a weird look. I don't know. I like him. I will say, I honestly like him in the basketball looking shorts the best. I think it does the yeah. most with his character. Yeah. Like they're like bright and fun. And I'm like, I get this. Yes. And that that is what he primarily wore all the time before WWE. Like that was his look in New Japan. So um, yeah. it works for him. I, I thought the, but I just thought these guys were really good together. There were some mm-hmm. there were some great exchanging of holds. Yes. Um, oh, they worked great know, together. As, they worked great. Esco, um, Escobar got a great hurricanrana off that mm-hmm. Kushida just like looked awesome in as well. Um, yep. And you don't. I feel like you don't really see Escobar as like a holds grappler guy, but he mm-hmm. was able to do that. Yeah, um, he held his own, which the, is Kushida's main game. Yeah. Yeah, but Kushida was able to do like some of the physical stuff with the you know the he does his back handsprings and mm-hmm. suplexes and things. I thought it was really good. And then they start kicking each other in tandem. I'm like, yeah. What is happening? Kushida with a Pele kick? Who mm-hmm. knew? And there's like uh like the big moment of this, because like Kushida would get him in like the hoverboard lock. He he doesn't get him to to tap. The big thing is that Kushida sort of catches him in a cradle, right? And out of nowhere gets the three. So Eat. he's the new cruiserweight champion, which I can't be super Why did mad Escobar at. Escobar just win the ladder match? <laughs> right, I have a lot of questions. So, uh, like Santos Escobar comes out, and he when he cuts this promo, he's talking about like how he's a great champion, and, like how his son will be a champion uh, someday too. And they're talking about, I think, overhyping the ladder match with Jordan Devlin a little bit. <laughs> like I don't think it was that okay. good of a ladder match, but it was a good match. Um, but you know, they're, it's what they have to do. Everything's the greatest of everything, uh, that ever happened. And of course they're also bad guys. So of course he's going to, uh, overhype himself. Um, and when Kushida answered the challenge for the title, I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. And then when he won, I was very conflicted because I love Kushida. I think, it's, I think that's what's so bad about this. Yeah, like you can go back into the podcast back when they were doing the Kushida Johnny Gargano feud, where I'm like, he should be the one beating Johnny Gargano for the North American title, and they didn't pull the trigger on it. Now, the thing that's like a double punch to the gut here on this for me is not only did Santos Escobar literally just win a ladder match to unify both of the championships and solidify them, but Kushida had a match on TakeOver 2 that he didn't win. He right. lost. And now I know that it's an open challenge. So that's sort of like their roundabout way of having him get a mm-hmm. title match, even though he didn't get a win. But I feel like <clears throat> this would have been much better if they could leave this in the same spot. 
on the card. But Santos Escobar could be like, you know, look, I just had like the greatest ladder match in NXT history. I just unified these titles and I'm going to be a fighting champion, but I'm not defending the title tonight. I am issuing an open challenge, though, to anybody who wants to come out here. And if they can beat me, then they can get a title match. That would have been perfectly acceptable. But it feels weird because Kushida just lost. And it doesn't help that later on you get a promo from Pete Dunne where he talks about going after the championship, even though he just beat Kushida, but never mentions Kushida or the cruiserweight title or anything like that. Cause he's yeah. Like it all felt, it felt, it just feels clunky. Yeah. Um, and I really like Escobar and Legato del Fantasma. Like, yes. and I feel like I'm like, God, I just hope they don't slip into obscurity with this. No, because- I, I don't think they will. I think this will probably continue. The feud will, but um, they do tease something, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit with Jordan Devlin, but that was a weird tease, too. Um, But It was. Maybe he's also going to Ireland. Who knows? As far as the match goes, I really liked it, and I gave it... I did, too. I gave it three and a half. I gave it a three. Oh, wow. I liked it more than you. Uh, Grapple gave it three and a half as well. Gotcha. I think I was just so disappointed at where it was. So. Yeah, that, it was a weird placement. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Especially so, for a title uh, change. Yes. Yeah, no buildup. It was very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Maybe, oh, he's going to come back and say, like, Regal didn't sanction it or something. That'll be his way to come back. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um. Well, we get Thatcher and Ciampa backstage, so Thatcher's back. Although, <laughs> oh, man. he kind of looks like a cardboard cutout of himself, so I wasn't really sure Thatcher. If, it, if it was him. Yeah, it took a while until he spoke. I just kept staring at him. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't real. Um, but then he spoke, um, and they each want titles, so mm-hmm. I think they're going after the tag titles, which should be fun. Yeah, can we talk about the ending of this promo? Because for me, I like I thought it was a fine promo. Is that when Champa walks off and then Timothy Thatcher just smiles? Creepily? Yes, but I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even laugh when I didn't even get a chance to laugh when Thatcher did his weird smile because I was uh-huh. already laughing so hard because of the way Champa ended this because he was so calm the whole time and then he just gets real mad right at the end and just kicks the chair back like very angrily and <laughs> it just it felt like a weird outburst of anger because he had been so reserved and calm the whole rest of it. And then he just got real mad for a second and kicked the chair and stormed off. And that made me laugh out loud. I'm pretty sure that was not the intention, but uh, it made me giggle. And then Timothy Thatcher had a really weird smile. uh, Yeah. Chopper really commits to his character. (laughs) Yes, he does. Um, Thatcher was with him, so naturally they were not recording this from Ciampa's home because it is not big enough for two people. Um, no. But it was... Uh, no. uh, they they made no mention of where Timothy Thatcher was because he had disappeared uh, yeah. for a couple of weeks. Or, and he's, or how he came back magically. Yeah, he was just here now. And, uh, you he, know... He's COVID negative is what that says. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for him. Yeah. Um, next, we get that weird backstage moment that you were talking about before with Kushida, yeah. um, where he's in the medical room and then Devlin walks up. Um, and Kushida, though, mm. what he sold it for me, man, he has a really good angry face. Like, yeah, he, he looked at Jordan Devlin like, 
I'm going to kill you. Yeah, and not, I believed you're not coming it. For my, you're not coming for my title. You're not taking this thing. And yeah. I believed it. But Devlin's leaving now, so good. Get out of here, jerk face. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's I, all we need to. That's all I learned from that. I got to admit, and I hate to admit it, but he did nope. have a really good heel line about losing to Santos Escobar because he's like, "Who did that guy beat?" He's like, "All he he said he said essentially all he did was climb a ladder faster than me." Which, mm. like, he didn't pin me. He didn't submit me. Like, I didn't really get beat. He's just a better ladder climber is essentially what he said. Which is a really mm. good kind of a chick- yeah chicken shit way of being like, I didn't really lose. Uh, yeah. But then... But you he's did, like, jerk. Yeah. And then he's like, well, anyway, Kushida, I'm going to Ireland for a long time. But one day I'll be back and I'll challenge for that title. And I'm like, what was the point of this? Um Nothing. Maybe no point to any of this. Maybe he will go to the UK and they'll do that match um at the at the Ireland uh takeover. the Ireland takeover in the NXT UK Dublin thing. takeover. Yes. Takeover Dublin. That's it. Um switching gears here dramatically, Dakota Kai comes out and she introduces Raquel, which is super sweet. Um mm-hmm. as because she's the new women's champion and Raquel way too smiley. For being yeah. a bad lady. And then talks about how great of a champion Io Shirai was. And I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah. Is she a baby face now? What happened? And the, and then to top it all off with the confusingness, the crowd is super behind her. Oh, um, yeah. But I dug it. Um, mm-hmm. But then she, like, thanks Dakota, because of course she does. Yeah. Um, And then um, the lights go out. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And this new girl comes out, Frankie Monet, with yes. her puppy. Yes, the former um, Taya Valkyrie. Yeah, which is a better name. Yes. Um, and she's coming out, and she's already ready to go after the championship in her first night on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, which, gutsy? Yeah. Um, well, she I just mean, talked a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was, like, a fantastic debut, but it's better better than LA Knight, so yeah. there's that. Better better than Jesse Kamea's challenge. Yes. I mean... Not better than Mercedes Martinez's though. I believe Mercedes Martinez when she like wants to challenge somebody. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to consult with my daughter, uh, or my, mm-hmm. or perhaps both of my daughters. Uh, they may be able to inform me of this, but uh, or at least fill me in on this. But Frankie Monet's music is filled literally from top to bottom with the word bougie, which she also says as well. Uh, a couple of times in her promo. And I do remember uh, that word kind of being in the forefront of the zeitgeist for a little bit, but things travel really quick. And I'm going to have to check with my kids to see if that is a word that anyone even uses now. Uses anymore? Yeah. I think so. Because if it is, then okay. But WWE does sort of have a bad habit of being like several days late and several dollars short of things that are currently going on in pop culture um i mean technically this would be fairly recent for them like they're they're not if it's out of date it's not that out of date uh there was once a story uh where uh vince mcmahon uh created a pirate character uh because he had recently seen the pirates of the caribbean movies that had been out for like six or seven years at that point uh, and love them and wanted to make a pirate character well after those movies kind of had the peak of their popularity. So I'll just 
I mean, I'm, pro- I'm sure it hit well in Florida, so that's fine. Um, but we're not done with Raquel no. yet, um, because then Rhea Ripley comes out with her yes. title, and they're all hugging and super sweet, and then Bianca comes out with her title, and yep. man, what a beautiful moment. And then there's an, o- an older picture of the three of them up on the screen, and then you see where they are now. Mm-hmm. And I just love this. And they were they all just looked like they were so joyful. Like, yeah. it actually brought me joy to watch this. A legitimately cool moment. Uh, yes. I, I loved it. And I, feel I, like yes. it's, I feel like it's weird. The only thing that's weird is that apparently just by winning the title, Raquel Gonzalez turned babyface. Because uh, Frankie Monet debuted and she was absolutely the bad guy. Um, For a moment. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> well, it could all change next week. Who knows? It's true. That's why that's, this one doesn't count. Um, <laughs> so, And then uh, then we get that weird Pete Dunn moment that you talked about where he's very proud of his win. He's still challenging the rest of the technical wrestlers out there because he's the best. Blah, blah, yep. blah. Going after the gold. Yep. Yep. All that good stuff. Um, then William Regal is getting interviewed backstage. He it, he's excited for Saray to come, which we all are. I can't. I think she'll be cool to watch mm-hmm. based on some of these videos we're seeing. Um, but he's a busy busy man, he says. Um, and Roderick Strong and Marina Shafir are waiting for him. And Roderick hands in his resignation. He's done yes. with NXT, but apparently welcome back next time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just a nice thing that all jobs say when you leave. So yeah, you can come nice back knowing anytime. you, Roddy. Yeah, I guess he's... Every, the, the Twitterverse thinks he's going to show up on SmackDown. Uh, well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it that way. I mean... Which is, I, which I feel, now I feel really bad for Bobby Fish. Like, everyone's gone. Where the hell is this man? <laughs> I think Bobby Fish may just quietly retire at this point. I would. He comes back as a referee, maybe. Um, that would be sweet. <laughs> commentary? I don't, know, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Bobby Fish would do well on commentary. Um, I mean, he's not like the worst talker in the world, but out of but he's uh, no Wade Barrett. No, out of UE, he was definitely the worst of the of the four. So mm-hmm. um, we finally get our rough versus swerve uh, match mm-hmm. next, um, and. Uh, I really like this. I thought they both looked good against each other. Swerve, mm-hmm. I think, between like last week with Bronson Reed and now this, I'm like, I think he might be able to work with anybody. Yeah, I mean, he's good. And I really, yeah, I really like him, and I want more good things from him. Um, he did a Russian leg sweep off the rope, which I only know the name of because of this Vic Joseph, and I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Um, I thought Ruff, though, also looked pretty good here. He was able to get in some good um, offense. Um, he had a cutter that threw um, where they both just flew, then a huge flip. Um, yeah, I thought this was actually really fun. Lots of flying happening, but, like, good flying. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they both really knew what they were doing. Um, and they both come from Evolve, so I'm assuming they know each other very well. Yeah. Yeah, they um, do. Yeah, so I thought, and um, I just thought it was great. I really enjoyed this. I thought this was fun. Um, But Swerve um, picks up the win, but he doesn't use the house call. I don't know what Mm -hmm. he did. Um, I don't remember what it was either. So picking up some other things in his arsenal, and um, I I am ready for Swerve and Kushida to go at it. 
that will be a really good match. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, these guys worked well together. Uh, I'm trying to, like, I'm really trying to mm. let myself enjoy Leon Ruff. They did a really good job of dismantling this guy yes. before his career had a chance to even really get started. Um, the, I mean, the, I thought the match was good. Uh, Swerve was the right person uh, to to win here. I am baffled by what they did at the end because Swerve just beat him pretty decisively. And uh, the, I mean, you'll talk about it, I'm sure, but the way they handled uh, the aftermath of this match again, when it came to like how characters behave, was a little baffling to me. But we're well, we're in a new season of NXT, so <laughs> who knows? Are change. <laughs> uh, but I like the match. I gave it a three. I did too. Uh, what did Grapple give it here? Uh, three point one seven. So uh, in is, agreement. Oh. There we go. Zoe Stark is backstage, and she's excited to be in NXT. Yes. she From Vegas. I guess Vegas is not as great of a wrestling town. I honestly don't know. It's really not. Really... It's not a big okay. wrestling city. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it is when you have big events there from big companies, and then people come from, you know, because Vegas All is a big tourist yeah. city. Uh, but as far as, like, an actual, like, wrestling scene, Vegas isn't super great. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but she's ready to go after Raquel Gonzalez, and uh, Mercedes comes in and just claims that she's next in line for the title. So, yeah, um, I cannot wait to see these two women beat each other up mm -hmm. soon for a number one contender because I feel like that's coming. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so too. She she does uh, the she pulls the Sasha Banks to uh, um, to Bianca Belair line of calling her a rookie. So. Yep. Yep, uh, I guess that's a big insult. Uh, it not, is. It's not really, I guess, but uh, just it being is. a rookie doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you're new. Right. Uh, but she's not new. She's been wrestling for years elsewhere. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like they'll. I feel like they're definitely going to do that match. I'm pretty sure it's going to lead to Raquel and Mercedes, and I bet that'll be fun too. I was gonna say that's gonna be a that would be a great match because I like Mercedes. Yeah, I feel um, like that'll probably be the in between. Like I don't think they're gonna go to the Frankie Monet match right away. I'm sure they're gonna have her rack up some wins, like uh, uh, like they did with Zoe Stark. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, next we get the Imperium video we spoke of before. Mm -hmm. um, Walter's talking. He's the most dominant champion, and he says Imperium will grow and expand. Yes. So I guess they're leaving behind a U.S. branch of Imperium soon. Quite possibly, yes. Or just That's adding members. I uh, See, I thought maybe the same thing, too. I'm like, maybe they're just going to add members to the group. But they're the going to add but... them in all the... I think they're just going to add them in all the brands. Yeah, like... they're going to be like actual NXT and have chapters. Uh... Yeah, they will. They're going to have... Yeah, this will be the the Florida chapter. Mm -hmm. um, the... <laughs> Florida chapter <laughs> of all... Imperium. In all honesty, though, I really hope um, Bartel and Eichner stay for a little while because mm -hmm. I just like Bartel. I think he's great. He's awesome. Um, yeah. But I, f I figure probably Thatcher and Dane will take up the reign over here. I so. mean, quite possibly. They, obviously, they've talked about how Thatcher used to be in Imperium, sort of. He was in the yes. thing that Imperium... Kampf. Yes, he was in the pre-WWE Imperium. Uh, and the tease with Killian Dane is that 
he and Alexander Wolf were insanity together. Uh, so they're all connected. Yeah, so they were part of a, a group together at one point, and quite possibly oh my gosh. it could lead to that, yeah. Oh my gosh, no, no, this is how it's going to happen. Hmm. Legato del Fantasma are going to be the North American representatives of Imperium <laughs> because they have the same mentality, just a different style. Yes, the purity <laughs> of, of Lucha. E- Instead of fighting each other, they're going to join forces and be transcontinental. Yes. Solved it. They're going to they're going to agree <laughs> that even though they have differences, they have more similarities. Yes. This is what I'm thinking. They'll agree to disagree about which style of wrestling is superior. And then they're gonna fight each other at a big takeover next year. Mm-hmm. Ooh, war games. Sorry. <laughs> Jacqueline is already booking for later <laughs> in the year. This. I have this, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Come to me. I will write this all out for you. Storyboard it. <laughs> yes. Storyboards. I have some animatics. You'll love it. Yep. Yeah, it'll be great. And the people will enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> um, Swerve and Ruff are not done as Swerve interrupts um or as Ruff interrupts Swerve's interview and slams equipment case into him. Mm. So yeah. Ruff is angry. So the again, now maybe Leon Ruff is turning into a bad person, but he did get beat by a swerve here pretty cleanly, I think, uh, in their match. And it seems like the feud is over. So Swerve is talking about what he's going to be doing next or whatever. And then good guy Leon Ruff attacks him from behind and then smashes him a whole bunch of times and then says, uh, this is over when I say it's over which is definitely something a bad guy says. Uh, I feel like maybe their mindset or their mentality is like, this is done to make Leon Ruff, like you're supposed to take him more seriously now. But Mm -hmm. uh, like, and you can totally do that, but it also feels like they're turning him bad. So this way you will take him more seriously. But I don't think he's meant to be perceived as a bad guy, just a bad ass. But that's not mm. what I that's not what I pulled from this. He came off also, like a jerk. I don't think he could be a heel because he posts too many cute pictures of him and his fiance. <laughs> yeah. I love I love them. She's the she's one of the officials. Aw. Yeah, they're so cute. That's awesome. Right? Also, maybe they'll mix that into the storyline though. Mm, maybe. That would be interesting. Has she ever refed any of his matches? I don't think so. Not that I not that I can think of mm-hmm. off the top of my head boy that would be weird right just to, just to be the people involved in that that yeah. would be strange <laughs> <laughs> um all right so it's main event time we get an eight person mixed tag team match so it's the way versus ember shotzi loomis and reed yes um before it even started i knew it was going to be chaotic and weird and boy was i right yes um, my first comment on all of this, though, Shotzi and Ember need a team name. It's bugging me that they don't have one. Yeah, I mean everything else they really kind of, they they come out together to the same song. Uh, Ember yeah. has kind of modified her look a little bit to blend in with Shotzi, and Shotzi sort of 
blended her look a little bit to fit in with yeah. Ember a little bit more. Uh, they definitely have a cohesive team thing going on, but they they definitely need a name. I don't recommend them. I don't recommend the name be the Ball Pit, even though that is the name of her theme song. But I think that's what it's going to wind up. Being. <laughs> uh, I did. I did get a chuckle of like Ember and Shotzi all fired up and they get in there and they like celebrate with Bronson Reed and they go to fist bump Dexter Loomis. But of course he is a serial killer and he is staring off like the thousand yard stare off into the distance. And they're like, okay. And they just leave him alone. Uh, So I'm not going to go. I started taking like real notes mm -hmm. on this and I was just like, this then just too much happened. Um, so highlights here. Um, uh, who was it? It was Shotzi and Candace and against each other. Then Johnny Gargano went in to help Candace, mm-hmm. but then Ember and Shotzi start fighting Johnny Gargano. And yeah. I wanted that match to happen so badly. I was mm. like, I just want to watch that. Um, Wade Barrett makes an appropriate complaint that the men are supposed to wrestle the men and the women are supposed to wrestle the women. And it is unfair yes. that the women can attack the men, but not vice versa. <laughs> uh, well, so no, because later on Bronson Reed kind of took care of Candace. So that's true. <laughs> Didn't last for very long. Um, so what's happening? Um, everything broke down. Candace and Bronson Reed meet each other on the ropes, and Candace goes to fly at him, which does nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but Candace does get a DDT to Loomis on the outside, mm-hmm. um, which was super fun. Um, the the weirdest thing of this whole thing that I did not like. Oh, before I get there though, um, Loomis and Gargano are in the ring and Loomis puts Gargano to sleep. I didn't even realize that Gargano wasn't legal until they start yelling at it. Yeah. Um, uh, from the announce table. But then here's the weird thing that happens because Indy decides, I guess she's still in, she, she has a crush on Loomis. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe she's in dating love. In real life. She, no, she's in love with Dexter Loomis. Yes, and uh, so for some to get reason. him, yeah, to to distract him from choking out Johnny Gargano, she just lies in the ring like Snow White. Yes, um, and it somehow distracts Loomis. Yeah, he's um, like King Kong or something with like the the yeah. blonde girl. Like he will <laughs> he will stop swatting at planes to like right. rescue this woman, help her. Yeah, well, and then he does. He carries her out of the ring and up the ramp to yeah. leave. I believe Indy Hartwell this whole time is trying to kiss him uh, as well or trying well, no, to she's, like... She's pretending to sleep to just be like carried up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like um, she winks or something or maybe yeah. I don't remember. And it's then, weird. Um, Bronson Reed just looks super disappointed at the whole thing but here's where the cool <laughs> thing happens. Ember, Reed, Ember Moon goes up onto Reed's shoulders does the does the eclipse off of them off mm-hmm. of it onto theory for them to win and yeah. i thought that was fantastic yeah that was a lot of fun yes oh no wait that's not how it won how they won but it should have been how they won <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say that wasn't how it ended I sorry sorry because then i forgot candace tried to suplex reed off the ropes and then shotzi came in and threw her down and then yeah, it's a big mistake on then... candace's part thinking that she yeah. could pull that off but Hey, I I admire her guts. More power to her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this was chaotic and weird. Super weird. Uh, At times, this was downright uh, almost a comedy match. uh, Yeah, but like not a fun one. No. Uh, And Ember and Shotzi felt like the few people trying to keep this serious. (laughs) 
like it had its moments, but this was a weird ending. And uh, this was the, I don't know. There's a, a lot, there's a lot of talk dissecting the, the two former Wednesday night war shows that battled each other because of course the NXT is on its new night and AEW remains on the night that it has been on this whole time. And this opened up the possibility for both shows to be able to be like, Hey, NXT fans come watch AEW, give it a shot and see if you like, like what we're doing. And NXT had the same opportunity. Hey, AEW fans, AEW is not on now. So why don't you give us a shot? Uh, like, I don't know why they weren't. I mean, I know they were just coming off of the takeover and you can't go super big after you just did a takeover, but this felt like a weird show to put out there when you're trying to uh, maybe reach for the attention of other fans. And ultimately it did, uh, uh, ultimately it did pan out that way. AEW, I think put on, I did watch their show, which I don't watch weekly anymore, but um, I did catch it when I heard that the opening match on that show was really, really good. So I watched I watched that whole show. It was definitely better than this NXT show, which made me feel like, Jacqueline, we should just watch AEW instead. But um, it really bore out uh, in the viewing audience. NXT did go up. Like, more people did sense. more people did watch. I think they were in, like, the 800,000, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, which is up from their usual, like, low to mid sevens. Uh, okay, so it's something. AEW had been doing like high sevens, and their show did 1.2 million people uh, throughout. Wow. Throughout, like they apparently, uh, usually what happens in a show is a lot of people tune in at the beginning, and then the crowd yes. dwindles yeah. over the course. Uh, but AEW actually and NXT too, their numbers held uh, steady throughout the show. So people tuned in and then they stayed watching, but. Um, hmm. this was a weird show for them to kick off their Tuesday night stuff with. Uh, I gave this match two and three quarters. I gave it two and a half. Okay, wow, this is like the rare. This is the rare episode, Jacqueline, where I have you liked like the matches more slightly <laughs> more. Yeah, and I didn't like this episode really. <laughs> I thought I was giving these like kind of bad scores. Um. Grapple gave it a 3.06, which I no, I feel no. like I feel like my score is the, that's too high, generous. I feel like my score is as high as you can go for this main event. Uh, <laughs> so they they went a whole quarter and a little bit more above the acceptable limit. Um, but yeah, this was a weird show. Uh, even the best thing on it, which was Kushida winning the title, felt weird because of how weird all of it was. Not only just the placement, but all of the Santos just unifying the titles and Kushida coming off of a loss. It all felt weird. Um, it did. It definitely did. Like I also, you know, it didn't help Jacqueline before we started recording this. Uh, Cause I got up here to the, to the computer a little early. And while I was waiting for you to log on, I was uh, zipping kind of like skimming through some old takeovers and I should not have done that. 
uh, before coming in here. I so, so miss one hour taped NXTs where they had to tape like four episodes at a time, which locked them into position. They had no choice but to, to in advance set up a takeover card. Stop talking about all this wonderfulness. (laughs) Like I miss all of these, Mm -hmm. all, and so many of these shows are like full of people where it's like, all these people were all called up and I hear nothing about them anymore. Um, like, ugh. It's it's brutal. Uh, I want Carrillo to come back. I don't even know what he's doing. Nothing. Do <laughs> um, you remember how much Caught fun you. Raul Mendoza and Umberto Carrillo were as a team? They were yes, so much fun. I, and they were and they were like staples on the house shows. Mm-hmm. And they were just like yeah. mind boggling. Like they were even better in house shows than they were on TV. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to ruin it or anything, but yeah, I watched that AEW show and it was so much better and so much more fun. Uh, that was sad. I had a blast watching that show and I'm like, oh, yay, that's fun. Uh, and then I watched <laughs> NXT and I'm like, okay, well, that's a show. Uh, that's a choice. <laughs> we don't know anything for next week other than Saray is debuting. Oh, yeah. Probably a squash match. There's other things, right? Kyle O'Reilly is being announced. He's coming back to talk. Yes. And also listed here, get ready to celebrate new NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushida tomorrow night on NXT. So he might be wrestling, although we might just be celebrating him, which, you know, like that's not a bad thing. But come on, WWE. We do that on this podcast every week. Anyway, we don't need to celebrate him. Yeah. We don't need to celebrate yeah. him more. How about we do something? We already celebrate Kushida. Every day is Kushida Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll probably get something from... I don't even know who's next for Karrion Cross. Did they even mention? Like, I don't even know no. who would be next. Maybe Pete Dunne? Maybe. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who's like, the big baby face? I had a in NXT. I mean, it's Karrion Cross, so you'd have to think like who the big he's heel is. A baby face. He's not. A, I refuse to believe that. Oh no! I feel like he's wholly unlikable, but he's positioned as the good guy. Um, Here's the thing, though. I just see. I look at him. I don't know him as a human, but I just see a goofy man, and I'm like, just let him be funny. I feel like he wants to be. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> on Twitter, he's a pretty fun guy. Yeah. Uh, so you know. <laughs> Well, anyway, guys, uh, that's the show for this week. Ending on a downer. Uh, CinemaGeekly.com. Head on over there where you can check out the archives of the show. Uh, If you're feeling so inclined, uh, until we get that ad up and running, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash CinemaGeekly. Anyway, on the website, you can find uh, the archives of this show. Uh, If you go back far enough, you can listen to the glory days of NXT. Um... I'm almost Jacqueline. I'm tempted. I feel like if we get like another bad show in a row, I feel like pulling an executive card. Like, I know you don't have, I don't think you have access to watching uh, AEW. So I may pull, I may pull the executive card and suggest we just go back and watch a really old takeover that you've never seen before. Uh, Okay. We've done that before. Yes, we did. And that was, that was fun. Um, So maybe we can do that again. Uh, we are also, uh, everybody, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more NXT on USA and The Peacock. 
uh, as we, I guess we're going to talk about the debut of Saray. Da, 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 da. 